Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 324, the Jason Greger Show on TSN 1260. I am Jason Strudwick. Greger's out at a golf tournament supporting his Greger grads. Uh, Connor Halley and I are here getting this done for you. Having a great show today. Don't forget, after 5 o'clock, Andrew Cogliano, San Jose Shark. Join us uh, then for story time. Go through his career. Right now, though, let's take a look at uh, the NFL, the world of NFL, brought to you by Alltech Supply. Strength through distribution. Canada's favorite master distributor, only selling through your local supply store, alttechsupply.com. And now we welcome into uh, the Jason Greger Show from Pittsburgh, DK Pittsburgh Sports, the uh, reporter, Dale Alali. And Dale, uh, everyone's talking about the weight loss for Big Ben Roethlisberger. Is he no longer Big Ben, or are you just calling him Ben now? Yeah, that, that was, uh, thanks for having me, by the way. Uh, that, that was completely overblown. Um, in fact, he kind of laughed off the the whole uh, idea that that somebody from quote unquote his camp had spoken to uh, to a, as he called it a, a golf reporter. Uh, <laughs> he said, "My camp is my wife, my agent, and my trainer, and none of them spoke to this guy." Uh, ben Roethlisberger's been on the same diet now for about the last five years. Um, he's been down in weight that entire time. I know everybody looked at the photos of him. Uh, from 2019 when he grew the beard and was wearing the big puffy coats and everything when he was out and saying, well, he's, he's huge, he's massive. He's really done a much better job of, of keeping his weight down. He, he looks spry in this camp. Um, looks like his body is is, is in great shape. Um, we'll, we'll see where that takes him. Dale, obviously coming off a year in which he threw 33 touchdown passes, only 10 interceptions and 15 starts. Uh, I don't think he really had to make too many changes. Looked like he's doing pretty good. But uh, when you're a 39-year-old quarterback, the question has to be asked, how's the arm looking in camp? You know, I think his arm looks better than it did, uh, obviously, last year at this time. I I made note uh, last week that uh, it was the opening of training camp a year ago on August 17th. Um, at that point, we still hadn't seen him throw a football uh, to that point, at least not live. You'd, saw, you'd seen some videos and things of that nature. And, and even the playoff loss to the Browns, um, if you remember back before that, that was less than a year removed from him and the surprising video from, from Los Angeles when he went out to Los Angeles for his checkup and, and even shocked the Steelers by tossing a football at that point. Um, so, you know, he, he spent that entire off season last year rehabbing the arm, getting it ready to just throw a football again. Um, and, and so he didn't have to do that this year. So I think that the, the arm does feel a lot better. He's two, uh, almost two years now removed from that surgery. So I think there should be an expectation that, that the arm should be stronger. It should be 
just feel better at this point than it did a year ago, and I think that's been the case. We're discussing the Pittsburgh Steelers with Dale Lawley right here on the Jason Greger Show. And uh, behind Ben Roethlisberger, Dwayne Haskins will get the start, looks like, when they take on the Carolina Panthers. The team also obviously has Mason Rudolph. Is there a front runner right now for that backup spot? Yeah, it's Mason Rudolph. I mean, it's his job right now. Haskins would have to – I'm not saying Haskins can't win the number two job on on, uh, Friday night, uh, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, you know, I just think that Dwayne Haskins started this training camp not even guaranteed of a roster spot. Uh, to suddenly expect him to, to jump in and, and win the number two job over a guy who's been here for four years, I, I don't know that that's realistic. Um, I think a lot of fans are hoping that's the case because they've already they've already got their mind up that Mason Rudolph isn't the, the starter of the future. Uh, I'm not sure that Dwayne Haskins is the starter of the future either. The starter of the future is probably in college right now. Either you know maybe just starting college or you know heading into his second year, maybe even you know heading into his final year of college. But I think their starter of the future isn't on the roster. I don't think it's Dwayne Haskins. I don't think it's Mason Rudolph. Uh, but you know right now Dwayne Haskins has found money. Um, you know they got him for nothing. Uh, so you know when you get a guy, I, I think he obviously has more of an upside potential than Mason Rudolph. But Mason Rudolph's more than likely the uh, the number two starter this year, or number two backup, I should say. Looking in the backfield there, Najee Harris obviously selected out of Alabama in the first round, and I, I think I'm going to ask for on-field, but there's a lot of people out there playing fantasy football. Uh, what can we expect out of Najee Harris? Uh, I would, uh, <laughs> in terms of fantasy football, <laughs> uh, he should be an end-of-round-one kind of guy. I, I think he'll be a top-12 running back this year. Uh, based on the workload, based on his ability to catch the football, you saw in the last uh, pre in the last preseason game he caught a uh, a little dump off and took it 46 yards. Um, he's that kind of player. He catches the ball well. Um, I know the uh, the team record for rushing for a rookie is uh, 1,055 yards by Franco Harris in 1972. I don't expect that to be standing at the end of the year. Uh, not with Najee Harris getting 17 games as well. So, um, you know. 1,100, 1,200 rushing yards and, and uh, 50 catches. Does that sound like a first-round running back in fantasy? I think I'd be satisfied with that one. As we're <laughs> discussing the Pittsburgh Steelers with Dave Lawley here on the Jason Greggers Show. Uh, Dale, when, when you look at the the promotion there for Matt Canada, obviously he was one year as a quarterback's coach, then he gets the promotion up to OC. Can we expect money changes for the Steelers' offense? Yeah, I mean, you're going to see a lot more pre-snap motion, uh, jet sweep motion, things of that nature, You know, maybe even some some orbit motion, things of that nature. Um, and, you're, you're, you know, you're going to see more misdirection from the play action, things of that nature that they really haven't used a lot of in recent years. So I think it will help the running game. I know everybody's concerned about the offensive line, uh, but you can do things to protect that offensive line, um, A, running the football better. I think Najee Harris gives him the ability to do that. And, and then, you know, using the the – just the, the jet sweep motion and things of that nature. You know, if you have a, a wide receiver screaming across the formation, it causes those linebackers to, to take a misstep or something like that. They don't attack the line of scrimmage quite as fast, and, and it gives you more time. So a lot of a lot of things of that nature uh, in terms of, of that, I think you'll you'll see more use of the fullback than we've seen the last few years as well. So th- there's, there's going to be some uh, significant changes here. 
A Canadian wide receiver, Chase Claypool, really burst onto the scene last year, Week 5, against the Eagles, finishing with four total touchdowns. Obviously, the team brings back Juju Smith-Schuster. What are you expecting from this receiving core this year? Uh, I think it's really good. I think Chase Claypool has the makings of, of a star. Um, you know, if you look at the measurables for him, um, it, it, you know, a guy that's 6'4", 238 pounds, that, you know, is running a 4'4", 40. There's really a lot of comparisons there between he and DK Metcalf. Um, I think he has that kind of ability. Uh, you know, if you look at that, that the size speed ratio, the only other guy at the NFL scouting combine, I think in the last 20 years, who's had that size speed combo, uh, just went into the pro football hall of fame in Megatron. So, you know, I, I think that this is a guy that, that can really jump up and be the number one receiver or a number one receiver in the NFL and then you have guys like Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster there. James Washington, I think, would, would start for a number of teams around the league. So they've got some depth there as well. Um, you know, you add in the tight ends with, with Eric Ebron, who's a, still a dangerous uh, receiving tight end. Uh, you know, you saw what Pat Fryermuth did, uh, the rookie out of Penn State, that they took in the second round uh, with two touchdown catches last week in the win over the Lions. And this, you know, I, I mentioned, I think Najee Harris catches the ball really well. This is a passing game that, that, you know, I think can really challenge teams. And, you know, who do you, who do you double? You know, if you're going to double somebody, I know, you know, later in the season last year, as you mentioned, after that Philadelphia game, you started seeing more teams kind of double, uh, roll the safety over Chase Claypool because he's just such a size, uh, mismatch for, for opposing cornerbacks. Um, if you do that, these other guys are going to hurt you. So I, I think it's a really good receiving group. We're discussing the Pittsburgh Steelers with Dale Lawley of DK Pittsburgh Sports. I want to go to the defensive side of the ball, and one of my favorite players to watch in the entire NFL, TJ Watt. I mean, the guy is just kind of a game plan wrecker when he's out there. You have him, the team brings in Melvin Ingram from the LA Chargers. Uh, what can we expect out of this pass rush from these guys? Well, I mean, they've led the league in uh, sacks the last four years, which has never been done before. It actually never been done three years in a row, and they've now done it four um, I don't think they miss a beat there. I know a lot of people were looking at the loss of Bud Dupree there and saying, how can they replace that guy? And then, you know, they drafted Alex Highsmith last year to be that guy, and, and he's looked really good in this preseason. I think, you know, he, he's probably one of the standouts of their training camp. Um, and then you added Melvin Ingram uh, to that equation as well. And so, you know, you get a guy there that, that, that can, you know, step in and, and, and be – you know, a 15 to 20 snap a game guy coming off the edge like that as well. You know, Stephon Tuitt and Watt were, uh, were two of the only three players in the AFC last year that reached double digits in sacks. And, you know, Cam Hayward had a, a quote unquote off year because he only had four. Um, you know, he's shown the ability to, he's had double digit sacks before in the past as well. So it's a dynamic pass rush. It's not just Watt. You just can't key on Watt. I think. If teams do that, the other guys are going, going to feast. And I'm going to be real interested this year um, to see how the league calls holding uh, because we saw last year holding penalties were down across the league, about a, a holding penalty per game. And, you know, I, I mentioned that to T.J. Watt earlier in the offseason. He goes, oh, you noticed that? <laughs> I said, yeah, I noticed that. He goes, I thought it was just me. <laughs> no, it wasn't you. It wasn't just you. So, he, you know, he led the league last year with 15 sacks, which was the lowest total for a league leader uh, since 1996. Um, I think you could see the league kind of say, hey, we need to 
we need to bump that back closer to, to normal this year. If that happens and, and teams can't just hold TJ Watt consistently, um, you know, I think he could, he could make take a run of 20 sacks. And, you know, this, this pass rush becomes really dangerous because they've got guys all across the line. Dale, one final question for you in the AFC North, obviously loaded right now. You've got the Steelers and Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. You've got Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns, who look like they're on the uh, on the rise right now. And then even in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow looks like he's going to be a star if he can stay healthy and they can keep him upright. When we're looking at Week 18 and it's wrapping up, how do you think the North looks one through four? Oh, man, that's tough. You know, I, I think when you look at it, uh, at least on paper, Cleveland – as you mentioned, looks like it's probably the best team, but I don't trust them. I just, I've seen too much uh, with that franchise to trust them. The Steelers and Ravens are two franchises that you have to trust just because they're consistently there. Um, you know, so it wouldn't surprise me if it's, you know, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, or Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I, I, I think that that mix could go any which way depending on who suffers the most injuries or who, you know, who gets through the cleanest because all three of them, have top 10 schedules this year in terms of strength of schedule uh, difficulty. Um, but as you mentioned, all three of them are really good football teams. So, you know, I think there's going to be a little bit of injury luck involved. Uh, but I, I do think that all three are playoff teams this year. Dale, great insight. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you as the season gets rolling in just a uh, short over here. All right. Good talking to you guys. Thanks a lot. Dale Lolly, DK Pittsburgh sports Steelers reporter and a lot of great information.